0: Hi, I'm Jill, and this is the Skein Enable Podcast, enabling your crafting addictions one episode at a time. This is episode 95. I'm recording on October 13th, 2019, which is a Sunday, and I'm actually recording at like 9pm. My dinner's still in the oven. I'm still trying to figure things out. I'm a kind of a mess. Um, tonight, I really didn't quite get everything I thought I'd get done today. I actually kind of had a three-day weekend from work. There was the fire, I call, I think it was called the Saddle Creek Fire, but it was kind of by Porter Ranch, just north of Los Angeles, and actually the freeway was closed in between me and my workplace, so the work office was actually closed on Friday. So I had the day off, I just kind of hung around all day, did some crafting, but I didn't think about podcasting until too late. And then today, we realized, kind of realized we had a real flea problem. Like, we've had, noticed there's a few fleas, and I treated my cat, but now we're, like, freaked out, and we had, like, carpet cleaners come in. And, yeah. So, not feeling my total best. A little behind on everything and infested with fleas mosquitoes and maybe moths but uh just living (laughs) living life i did want to check in with you guys because it's been a few weeks and i have a lot of crafting to talk about so let's just move on from crazy stuff and back to nice fun crafting okay so what have i finished well not much i've been working on a lot of things but not that many that's not that much is done I did do a little bit of sewing, so I posted this on Instagram. I finally made some reusable cotton, like makeup removers, because I don't use makeup remover, but I do use a toner every night. So I use those, like, white quilted cotton pads every night. And I was just feeling bad about the waste of them all. And I always see reusable ones, like DIY tutorials for them. And I was always a little confused about what to make them out of. I know some people use t shirt fabric and some people use terry cloth. Um but the one I ended up settling on, I used some cotton flannel, which worked out really well because I had I have a bunch of that sitting around. I have leftovers from a project. And for a while I was just buying it when it'd be like really cu- like cute patterns that are on sale because it's frequently like two ninety nine a yard at Joanne's or something. And so I really used yeah, less than half a yard. I used just kind of a light gray because I thought I wanted something neutral. So I have that folded in half. You have a double layer. I used a small glass circle to use as my template. Some people had said if you just like press it hard, the indentation will stay and then you can cut that out. But forget that. I just used a full-on ballpoint pen <laughs> And I circled around pencil or sewing marker would probably be best, but I just used a pen because who cares? Um, So I, you know, used my upside down glass as my template, circled around it, cut them all out, which is kind of the most annoying part of the project using a hand scissors with cutting out a bunch of circles. And then I pulled out my sewing machine and I did a zigzag stitch all the way around the circle, the cut circle. I think that if you wanna make your life easier, you use squares or rectangles because I'm also not a great sewer myself. So I did have a little bit of trouble getting it even. And eventually I just had to go like real slow and I had to lift the presser foot up like every few stitches, really just having my finger on the presser foot to like keep lifting and turning. And once I took it slow, it turned out okay. And with the zigzag stitch, you can actually like stitch off of the side because it kind of just catches and almost, you know, makes like a, not like a blanket stitch, but it goes like around the outside and closes those edges. So it doesn't have to be that particular. And especially, I mean, I'm not giving these out to anybody, so I don't need to be particular about them at all. But it is funny because my first two, even though the circle was cut out, it was cut out as a circle, like once I got my hands on it, like sewing it around. It turned into like this weird misshapen blob. I'm um, just because of my poor sewing skills. And another bummer is since I hadn't used my sewing machine in a while and I live near the ocean, so we have a lot of humidity. It was like some parts of my machine were starting to rust because I haven't used it in a while. And that makes me really sad. I mean, it's been less than a year, but I really need to be doing better maintenance on this guy. I'm not sure what, uh, To do about it, I do have some a pattern that I really want to make for a sewing machine cover, but I feel like that sewing machine cover would almost be like as much as I'm going to sew all year, and so it seems like a lot of work. Plus, it was one of those things you print at home, so I printed it out at work, and the scale was off, and I couldn't figure out how to fix my printer at work. So I don't know. Any case, that's the long story about why I don't have a sewing machine cover and why my poor machine is getting rusted. Be sitting by the window in my apartment ah, but it worked out okay I really need to read the manual again because I have a lot of confusion about like getting my tension settings right and also my zigzag you know figuring out the difference between the stitch length and the stitch width um how you adjust that on my com- on my I'm just gonna call it a computer I guess it kind of is on um, my sewing machine mine it's a simple like singer I think it's the comp- confidence quilter <laughs> I need to work on that a little bit. Or just get out the manual and actually just spend some time with it. But usually I want to sew, I want to sew now. So that's the only thing I finished. I made about 25 little rounds of the cotton makeup removers. I wasn't sure. I didn't want it to be too absorbent. I was worried about the terry cloth ones because ultimately I just, I just want to transfer the toner onto my face without wasting a lot of it in the fabric. So I think t-shirt would have worked well, but the cotton flannel almost feels just like, it feels like I'm using one of those other cotton ones. And right now I have a, like a little mesh bag that I'm just going to keep underneath the sink. And so I can pop the used ones into this little mesh bag. And then when the bag's full, I'll just throw the whole thing into the wash. And hopefully that they wash up okay. There's been a few times where I'm so used to just throwing it into the garbage that I've thrown the reusable one into the garbage and then had to like fish it back out. Yeah, maybe I'll make a whole bunch of those. Um, In theory, you can make them as gifts, but everybody has very specific uses. Like what they use on their face for like makeup remover or for toner or whatever. So that's the only thing that I've finished. I have a lot that I've been working on. So my current fix is um, my number one project, I'd say, is the Butterfly or Papillon Shawl by Marin Melchor, which is the thing I've been talking about for months and months. This is my complicated along project. Short rows. One yarn is a long color stripe repeat, and the other one is just plain, unique fingering. Is the long color repeat one, and then I'm using Knit Picks palette in mist for the other, and I'm getting pretty close to the end of it. I'm on like the last two pages of of instructions, and if you've seen this pattern before, it's very much like all written out, every line. Knit one twenty, turn, knit eight, turn, wrap and turn, rip ten, wrap and turn. There's lots of short rows, so it's all written out. So that's why that's my complicated along because not because it's so hard, but just because I have to like pay attention to this thing at all times. I took it um, with me when I went to meet some friends for lunch today and I was just, it was a little too much having to pay attention to it. So I'm getting close to that one. I think that I'm used way too small of a needle for this and I'm kind of regretting it. I wish I'd used a bigger needle because I think it's a lot smaller It's turning out a lot smaller than I thought it would be, and I'm only just cracked into my second ball of the unique fingering when I thought it was going to take closer to two. Of course, these long rows, you know, it's a crescent, so the rows are getting longer and longer, so maybe I'll use more than I think. I also, because it's those long color repeats, I ended up getting rid of a little, like, ping pong size ball, not get rid of it, but I pulled like a ping pong size ball off of it. So I would start at the same point in the skein. And it's a good thing that I have a full two skeins so I can, you know, have a different starting and stopping point to make it continuous between the two skeins. So that's the Papillon Shaw. I had just started on Dawa, which is a large cabled pullover by Michelle Wong from the Brooklyn Tweed Fall 2014. I'm using Malabrigo Rios in purpuras, which is their worsted weight superwash, applied yarn. It's, you know, a lot of deep purples. It's a uh, tonal. It's, you know, there's a little bit more variegation, kind of reddish purple. Um, a little more variegation than I kind of intended, but it still looks pretty good. Like some of the pictures look a little crazy, but in real life it shows up pretty well. So I've done the front of it which was a lot of knitting. I used about two skeins of Worcester weight yarn for the front. It's got ribbing and cables all along it, and I need to do a back exactly the same, and then it has kind of shorter sleeves. I had blocked my swatch in the beginning, and it looked like I was right on, and then when I kn- knit the whole front, I was it was a lot narrower than it was supposed to be, like four inches narrower than it was supposed to be, So I got a little bit concerned, so I blocked it, but because it's like superwash wool, I ended up stretching out to like four inches bigger than I needed. (laughs) And, you know, with superwash, it's like it will shrink itself back in, but like to block it is kind of a bear. I mean, I was kind of just kind of mashing it back, trying to form it back into the shape it's supposed to be. And actually, after blocking, um, I ended up with about the width I needed. It might be like a little bit shy of where I wanted it, but that's fine because it's uh, oversized. I mean, there's already not sure how many, like eight inches of ease or something all around. And it's a little bit cropped too, so it didn't take as long as it could have because it's more like just waist length. So that's Andawa by Michelle Wang or Michelle Wong. I am halfway, well, done with the front. So I really wanted to cast on this the back right away, but then I kind of just got thrown off by some other projects. So I haven't come back to it yet, but I will soon because I really want to get back to that. A couple of months ago, I was talking about doing a guild spin-along with some fiber I got from Jen Goody. It's a three-ply that I made kind of a a gradient out of, so it starts with all Shetland in a rainbowy color or, you know, rainbowish, and then it transitions to neutral half pearl, half, or, I don't know, 85% shetland, 15% pearl, or something, like pearl fiber. So that was a three-play yarn. And next month, in two weeks, at the spinning guild, they're doing the program is all about what people made with their spin-along, like either just the fiber or a finished item. So I really wanted to have a finished item to show at the spinning guild. And I almost never knit with my, sp- handspun yarn. So I was like, this is the time. So I have this gradient. It was about 400 yards. It's eight ounces though. So it was a little bulkier, more like a DK weight. So I started Mindy, M-Y-N-D-I-E by Amba O'Brien. This was from her Chroma collection a few years ago, which I had the whole thing. The pattern, it looks pretty similar. She has a, a several that look very similar. They're very narrow crescent, and there's kind of a center decrease line that goes along the side. So you knit from one end to the other, side to side. But you do increase. So you increase up and then down, but it's knit like on a chevron, since there's a decrease in the middle and the increase is on the sides. So it makes kind of an arrow point. And so it looks pretty cool with gradients because of how the striping works. But the problem problem is that because I have this gradient, and I want to use all of it. Like, I wanted to go from... I want to see all of the colors. And if I had started... Because one end of it, I get to all of the colors, basically. And I had um, chain-plyed them at the end, so they're all very distinct. So it's like my favorite part of the yarn. So I wanted to get to the end of it. Hindsight, I should have started from the other end of the ball. Okay. Um, so according to some people's notes, and I think Ambo O'Brien you, if you go a third of the way is your increases and then the two thirds is the decreases. But the problem is, well, first I didn't weigh exactly weigh the yarn before I started. I mean, I don't currently have a scale that I can do like eight, eight ounces on. So I didn't have something to weigh it on. And also my neutral side is thinner than the colored side. So it wouldn't really like just doing it by weight wouldn't be an exact approximation because the yardage yards are going to start being heavier towards the colored side than the neutral side. I don't know if that makes any sense as I'm saying it, but it just didn't quite work. So I was just guessing. I said, well, that's about a third. And I did one extra increase round than I thought, but I got a little paranoid. So I was like, okay, start decreasing. So now I'm decreasing and I'm realizing my ball that's left over is too big. I'm going to, I'm going to run out. I'm not going to get to it. So I've just started kind of futzing around, making my decreases at a slower rate of decrease just to like elongate that tail. The problem is, I keep saying that. That's my word of the day, phrase of the day. The problem is, and I don't really care that much if it's not symmetrical, you know, that's okay if it. Increases a little bit sharper on one side and then tapers longer on the other side, because who cares um, but it's just like getting really tiresome where I'm getting closer to the end again, and I still have a lot of yarn left over, maybe I should just resign myself that I'm not going to use all of it, but part of me, even though I'm like most almost done with this shawl, I'm thinking about going back all the way to the increases and doing more of those increases I mean, considering I've only been working on this a week or so, it wouldn't be too much of a waste to go all the way back, but oh, it's just such a crapshoot um, I don't again, I, you know, I wasn't loving the colors even when I spun them, and I still think they're okay, um, but it's also not that soft I was just, I don't know if that's the fiber, I mean, Shetland isn't that soft but, it could be the fiber, but also my three ply just feels a little heavy, it, it, I don't know that it doesn't feel necessarily overspun, but it's just, I don't know, a little lifeless. I think that's what the problem is with doing worsted. Spinning worsted instead of woolen sometimes just makes like a heavy yarn. So that's where I'm at on the Mindy. I need to figure out if I need to go back a bit and do some more increases before decreasing to use all of the yarn or just finish off where I am and then, you know, have some extra yarn left over. No big deal if I don't don't quite get to that end. That's just the problem with some of these gradients, you know, you want to get to all of it, but I think the best way is if, yeah, you can just keep going, like, straight, you know, like, it can just be, there's no increases or decreases, you can just go for it, or even like a large triangle, triangular shawl, shawl, like, top, down, top down, wide end down, you know, so then, no, that's not quite it either. Yeah. Triangular shawl where you start at the middle and then increase out. So then you can kind of stop when you you only need to figure out how much you need for a bind off and then you can stop. That's Mindy, M-Y-N-D-I-E by Amba O'Brien. And I'm using the Guild spin-along fiber from Jen Goody. I did a little bit of spinning. I started um, a fiber from... Wonderland Dye Works. I bought this at the at Stitches SoCal last year, so almost a year ago. That's an 8020 Merino Silk Roving in the colorway Rainstorm, which is really beautiful, like uh, deep aquas and grays and bluish grays. It's turning out really pretty. I just spun the singles at the last spinning guild meeting and after. And so it's a 4.6 ounce braid, and I've done half of the singles, just spinning my regular default on my Lendrum. So that's the only spinning I've done. I have started working on my Halloween costume, so more sewing. I haven't done the actual sewing yet, but I did cut out some fabric. And I'm not sure if this is going to turn out that well, because I just, you know, don't really trust my sewing skills. I'm almost only sew clothing for Halloween. So... I have this idea that I want Lucas and I to be characters from my cousin Vinny. So he'd be Vinny and I'd be, what's her name? Mona Lisa Vito. Um, so the idea is to make a floral bodysuit, basically, so I can do Marissa Tomei. Um, you know, when she does that whole, my biological clock is ticking, uh, speech. And so I bought some, actually, I, Hers is black with large flowers, but I bought some navy blue with large flowers. I bought this um, stretch material a year ago, two years ago, for when I thought we would do this in the past. So I don't know. I mean, there seems like there's tutorials to make your own um, bodysuit online, but I did buy a pattern... From Simplicity, which is a funny one. I just was at Joanne's. It's actually, well, Simplicity 1036. It's to make the the actual pattern is to make a Batgirl or Supergirl costume. But I was like, close enough. I can make like an all one piece bodysuit out of this. The pattern actually is pants and a shirt, but I'm just going to combine them. The one in the movie has like a big open back. So I'll have to adjust for that, but at least I won't need to put in any, like, closures or anything, basically. Um, I'll just have to get in through that back hole. So I've cut the pattern, cut the pattern pieces. Of course, um, I looked at the envelope and I thought, you know, I saw how much yardage was involved in everything, but I didn't quite realize that the pattern sizes are maybe split over different envelopes. So I had a size, you know, I have the misses version, so it doesn't quite quite go up to the size that I needed to. Like the large is like two sizes smaller than the one I was planning on making. So I really just kind of winged it, wung it, winged it, and basically sized it up, you know, going a little bit outside of the lines. I thought I'd make it in a little bit bigger size anyway the first time just in case and then I can always take stuff in as I need to because um, I'm not, I don't have time to do A muslin or anything this is I'm just cutting into this fabric that I bought a while ago make it a little big and then cut it you know cut it down to size sew it in to size so I guess I'm ready to start the sewing but I'm nervous even though I was nervous to cut it on Friday too but I think I need to go get one of those needles for my machine the kind with the ball point or whatever for sewing stretch fabric because I certainly do not have a serger or overlock machine But yeah, so that's my Halloween costume. If that doesn't work, we'll just come up with something different. But um, that's something I've been wanting to do for a few years. I've had a few different ideas over that I've been keeping in mind. Um, So hopefully this works out. And if not, oh well, no big deal. So that's what, um, that's my current fix. That's what I'm working on. So let's see, what am I Jones in for? I have a few things that I've been wanting to make, I tried to swatch for the Framework Bralette, which is a bralette by Jessie Mae Designs, or Jessie Mae Martinson. It's $7 on Ravelry, but she also has some coupons um, codes if you need to do, like, a sliding scale to, like, what you can afford. I think $5 or $6. So this is um, similar to some of her other bralette designs, but this one's in DK weight, and it has, like, a ribbing pattern. And I just looks. I like the look of it. A little supportive. I tried to use some hand spun that I thought would work in this rain- dark rainbow, but my yarn has ended up actually bigger than DK weight, so it didn't work. I do have a skein of DK that I think would look pretty cool in this, but I also have like you know some really pretty fingering weight yarns that I really love, and so I could just use one skein and double it up and to make this bralette. I was trying to get this cast on before we went to a movie, so I'd have something to work on in the movie, but I just couldn't get it cast on in time, and I don't have any other, like, easy movie knitting. I couldn't cast it on yet, so I have to figure out what to do. It's still in the back burner. Another item that I I really like is the Everdream Top by Ruse Vaz, Vazkamp. Vazkamp? It's eight euro download or, um, nine dollars and twenty cents in the U.S. And it's a color work, like short sleeve shirt, sweater, um, with kind of a diamond motif. So it's pretty cool. It uses a light fingering and a lace held together. So some, the, some of the, or a DK. And so some of them have a real fuzzy look. And the, her pattern one is like in like purples and like a lavender, deep lavender. Um, it's just so pretty and little fuzzy one. So it's a pretty colorwork top. Um, that's the Everdream top by Ruse Comp. I have a couple shawls. Romy's Mystery Shawl 2019, which is um, Rosemary Hill. That's a $5 Ravelry download. And this was the mystery knit-along from this year. It is, it's ended up being a lace half-circle shawl. Um, It uses two different fingering weight yarns. Um, The second color is used for this large border, which looks really pretty. So it takes two skeins of fingering weight. And it's, yeah, really pretty lace motifs. You know, I love, like, an elaborate lace pattern. And then I also liked the Morning Stillness by Lisa Hannes, who's uh, Malija Knits. And this one is, like, an asymmetrical triangle shawl, which is kind of how she mostly makes them. Um, That one... I think I forgot to write it down. I think that one's also fingering weight, but it's a little bit larger and it's more of a textured, textured shawl. So it uses eyelet chevron motifs and ribbing. And that's a five, 5.3 euros or $6 and nine cents in the U S that's morning stillness by Lisa Hannes. And I just really like the, the motif she uses because a lot of her shapes are similar. But, you know, the just the motifs or the stitch patterns that she comes up with always look pretty interesting. There's a hat, the My Favorite Weekend hat by Natasha Sills. This is free through October, and I think it's supposed to be in honor of the My Fra My Favorite Murder um weekend retreat in Santa Barbara at the end of the month. Um so it's free until then. It's a worsted weight yarn. It uses two colors, it's basic ribbing, and then it uses texture. For the body of the hat, and it's like a textured kind of brioche stitch. So, like a mix of like maybe ribbing and brioche, but it just kind of makes a cool look. Some of her, like her version, is like black with an uh, variegated yarn with some speckles. And so, this looks pretty cool. So, that's the My Favorite Weekend hat, free through October. And just the last little whimsical item is the Hanging Sloth Planter by Hello Happy. It's a $5 Ravelry download, and it's just a worst-of-weight, like, crocheted sloth. So there's, like, a stick, and then he hangs from the stick, and he actually has, like, a little planter. Like, he holds, like, a little planter, like, in his, on his belly, so he hangs upside down. And it would fit, like, one of those little, small, like, succulent plants that you buy, those tiny little pots. And it's just pretty cute. I've been kind of eyeing a few different, like, Plant hangers like that. There's a, um, I can't. I'm not gonna mention the actual pattern, but there's some that look like squid and they hold like an air plant and stuff, and you can have them dangling. But there's a lot of cute ones, and they're almost always crochet, but they're pretty adorable. So that's what I'm Jonesing for. That last one was the hanging sloth planter by Hello Happy. And on to re-ups. So what have I bought? I just bought one thing, or technically two things. But I, um, Nicole, my, my friend, Nicole, um, Mark made fiber company. She's started getting back. Um, she's starting to make stuff for her shop again. So the shop isn't totally up and running yet, but she's like getting, um, more inventory made. She was vending at the latest guild meeting. So I ended up buying two Mark made fiber bats and they're so pretty, just all these different colors. And actually one was for my mom, which was like a neutral kind of neutrals, all blended together, you know, big art bat. And then the one that I got for myself is like florette like bright pink and black and white and just all these different colors with all this different sparkle in it. So that's um that's what I've gotten. <laughs> Some mark made fiber company bats. Um, I'll let you guys know when her shop is up and running again. Okay, and then before I move on to uppers and downers, I just want to talk about our nitelongs for a while. So we have the complicated along just ongoing. Um I'll draw another prize again soon. I've kept forgetting about it. Um and let's just say let's just start the FIFA. We I'm a little bit behind. So first in first out knit along is craft along is something that I've been doing every year for the last few years. The idea is to is to knit or crochet or spin or whatever things that you've been wanting to make for a long time but just keep putting off or you know, just not putting off, but just distracted by other things. And we want to give some love to those items that, that like, really been hanging in there. Like, have been in your queue for years, or you've had yarn that you've been wanting to use for a long time. And just, to, like, reinvigorate your love for those items and just get back to it. Um, I'm counting my Andawa as my FIFO project because I got this pattern... Well, I queued it, like, in 2014 or something... Came out in 2014, and maybe I queued it in 2016, but here we are three years later, and I'm finally making it. That's an example of a FIFO. I'll open up a couple threads. That one will do separate ones, like a chatter and a finished item thread. And then, you know, give give me a little justification. Let's say I'm going to backdate this um, make-along as starting in December, or December, October 1st. But if you had, hadn't started it that much of the project before October 1st, go ahead and count it. You know I'm easy on rules. And I'll just open those threads when I upload this, this podcast and you can get started. Time to find those projects you've been putting off all this time. If you want to double dip, Twisted Stitches Podcast is doing the archive along for the rest of the year, which is any pattern you bought before January 1st. So you can double dip. So on to uppers and downers. Um, It's new fall TV season, so I've been watching some new shows, but nothing's really stuck with me, honestly. Um, You know, I tried to watch, like, Prodigal Son, and I'm still watching it, but I just feel like it's, like, a not-as-good Hannibal. You know, like, Hannibal is the exact same feel, but it was, like, really good. Um, So I don't know. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the other ones I've tried haven't really stuck with me, so no new favorites, but, I don't know, still... Checking new stuff out. I finally watched 13 Reasons Why, um, the first season on Netflix. You know, it's definitely like teen drama, like, um, I think there's three seasons out now, but you know, like a girl commits suicide and she leaves behind like 13 tapes about like all of the things that led up to it. And then, you know, high school drama. But I actually really liked it. I have been not... I've been putting it off for a long time, but I... Yeah, I enjoyed it, so I'll probably start season two eventually. I have finished The Closer, which means I finished seasons seasons five through seven, and then went back around to watch season one again, since I think I hadn't really watched it on this time around. So now I feel like I gotta watch Major Crimes, which was like the fall the successor to the closer but it's not on amazon so i'm not sure how i'm gonna watch that one maybe it's on netflix i haven't looked or hulu so i watched a few movies netflix movies i guess we watched between two ferns the movie which is like a feature-length version of the zach galfinakis he does those s- sketches kind of where he interviews celebrities but he's like really terrible at the interviews and the skits are, skits are really funny, like on Funny or Die, so I think you can find them on YouTube. The movie was just a little bit, it wasn't enough material, so it was just really drawn out really long, and I don't know, there was like outtakes at the very end that were like funnier than the rest of the movie. We also watched Late Night on, which is an Amazon film that's written um, and starring Mindy Kaling, that was actually out in the theaters, but then it came out onto Amazon, Um, pretty quickly where she's like a Mindy Kaling's like a new writer at, um, a, like the, a late show type thing with Emma Thompson as the host. I wanted to like it more. I just thought it ultimately wasn't that funny. Um, it's always kind of hard when it's a movie about comedians. So it just seems like there's more higher stakes. Like they really should be pretty funny. They've had a lot of time to come up with the material and I just thought it was okay. Okay. You know, just, I'm glad I, it was certainly pleasant to watch it on, um, on my TV at home. But if I had gone to the theater, I would have been maybe a little disappointed. I watched Fractured. Oh, that is a Netflix movie. And, um, that's Sam Worthington. And it's one of those films, like, he's, he checks into a ho, into a hospital with his wife and daughter. And his daughter has a broken arm. And then they take her to radiology or whatever um, and then they never come back, and then they're like, "No, you didn't come in with your daughter." So it's like, is he being gaslighted, or is he crazy? And then basically, you wait the whole time to be like, "Well, it, which is it? You know, <laughs> is he crazy? Is he not crazy?" And those kind of movies are totally up my alley. Like I'm thinking of that Jodie Foster movie where like the daughter goes missing on a plane. Um, I love those kind of movies, and it was it was like something I was watching on my day off on Friday. When I was just kind of screwing around at home, and it just didn't really work that well. I mean, it was fine, um, but even once you find out which one it is, you're like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> um, and Sam Worthington's not necessarily a draw for me. I mean, he's fine. It was actually like I had watched some other Netflix movie, and it just showed up right afterwards, like starting in five seconds. So I just let it let it happen. <laughs> So that's fractured. Um, by Sam Worthington. No, I don't know who's directed by. Um, on Netflix movie, we saw Joker in the theaters, and um, I've been really wanting to see this. Like, I we saw the trailer with that music and the weird dancing, and I was like, yes! Like, been counting down till it comes out. And um, I thought it was really well made, and the acting was great. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is often really good, and it's so creepy how he can how he lost all that weight and can make his back look like that. But it had the same feel as the trailer, but like in feature length, feature length, and as Lucas said, like without any of the joy of the trailer, it just kind of felt like, what is the point? I mean, a little bit I was thinking about. Um, you know, school shootings and you know, public shootings and just like gun violence, and it just felt like almost like following somebody that's like a bullied school shooter and then just waiting to find out what happens. And it just feels kind of felt kind of muddled like, are we cheering for him? Are we against him? Is this a bigger statement? Is it nothing? And there weren't any acts, it was just all kind of a little bit one note for the whole movie. So, I have. Mixed feelings because I feel like it was good filmmaking in in a lot of ways. Like, there's a lot of really great shots and great performances. But I just came out of it feeling gross, and I can't really recommend it. No. So that's Joker, and it's the only movie we've seen in the theater. I did read a book. I read um, Ghost Boy by Martin Pistorius, and there's a ghost writer as well. Um, We're not a ghost writer, another writer. Um, There might be a little second title, but um, I read, I heard this Invisibilia episode. That's a podcast from NPR that's pretty good, or at least the first couple seasons were really great. In the episode, they talk about this boy, he, um, basically when he was 12, he went into like a coma, and then he was just like, I don't know, comatose, but he was not, yeah wasn't really functioning wise like and then he kind of starts to come back to life over years he finally kind of starts to get awareness back like almost coming out of this coma but he's still like trapped in his body and so he can't let anybody know so for years he's like aware of things but he can't speak or move or like tell people what he needs so he's almost just, like living as a like, ghost boy is why the title it's a really interesting story and over time you know like a a nurse, like, notices that he's a little more aware, like, in his eyes, and so she gets him tested, and he eventually is able to start um, speaking using, like, one of those boards um, and then using a computer. And then he, you know, over time, he just gets more and more strong so he can start to do some things with his hands. And he still can't speak. I think he uses a computer still, but, you know, he can do a lot of things. He can a lot of movements. He can use an electric wheelchair. The book was kind of amazing because he wrote it after all of this you know after everything but it felt a little bit like a self-published book and I didn't realize until later that the you know like the back like its category was like religion and or something and it's not too religious but it's a little bit christiany at times and that's not really my personal thing and it's amazing because he wrote this book himself but yeah it does feel like it was written by somebody who's not in a Uh, isn't necessarily a writer. So it's an interesting story. But I think that instead of reading the book, I would just listen to that Invisibilia episode. So I'm going to try to find it and link to it because it's really worth a listen. Um, It's an amazing story. Um, He's in South Africa. That was Ghost Boy. So that's, I don't know, at least six books I've read this year. already like partway through another one. My last upper, I guess, is uh, Mystery Oreos, so I bought a package. I can't resist uh, a good mystery, Um, and they're pretty good this time. Last year, I never confirmed what the mystery flavor was last year, but I think it was Fruity Pebbles, and they were disgusting, like chocolate cookie with Fruity Pebble inside was nasty. (laughs) So these Mystery Oreos, um, I'm not quite sure of the flavor, but they're kind of cinnamony, so not bad. Okay, so let's see. Um, other than that, Stitches SoCal is coming up um, November something like 12th through the 14th. I kind of made those dates up, but we'll have a meetup on the Saturday. Um, I still, I haven't really gotten it together, so it's in a month. So we'll have another episode before then, and I'll put it up in the thread. But we'll be meeting up somewhere on Saturday in the afternoon, potentially el cholo which is what i've been saying but i need to confirm with twee and you know and see who else we can wrangle to get on board for a little meetup hang out for a bit have a drink do some knitting chat um i'd love to meet some people out in the real world and then also um as i was mentioning earlier i actually had to restart recording on it like two days later so i don't remember where i left off but we'll start the fifo cal right away fifo first in, first out craft along make along um In theory, starting October 1st, but if you start a little bit before then, that's fine. Keep knitting or crocheting your complicated along projects. And yeah, I'll I'll knit alongs, I'll craft alongs all the time. And I'll try to actually get some prizes. (laughs) Since I I know what you're knitting along, you want those two free patterns that I hand out. All right. You can find the show notes at SkaneEnable.com. You can find me on Ravelry as NoDice. You can find me on Instagram as NoDice11. You can chat with us in the Ravelry group. Um, search for Skane Enable Podcast. And I will talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Bye. fell in love with the clown from the flea circus fair. She gave him her heart, but he still couldn't see That for such a long time she had cared Surrounded himself with the other girl Not knowing he hurt her so badly She cried in the arms of his manager friend And declared that she loved the clown man